করে হ্যালো আই এম স্মৃতি ফ্রম ইনসেশন ইউকে এন্ড দিস ইজ অ্যানাদার এপিসোড অফ ইন কনভারসেশন উইথ আওয়ার থিম ফর দিস পডকাস্ট ইজ অর্থোপিডিক্স ইন ট্রমা রেভ ডক্টর ম্যাগনাস আরনান্ডার হু ইজ কারেন্টলি এন consultant orthopedic surgeon in St George's Hospital in London. He has qualified from Guy's Kings in St Thomas in 2001 completing specialist training in Southwest uh, Thames orthopedic rotation. He is also an academic reviewer for Journal of Hand Surgery and a senior clini- clinical lecturer at St George's University Medical School. You can check out more about our speaker today in the bio section on our website. Uh Hello Dr. Anandra, thank you for being here with us today. My pleasure. Good morning. Thank you. Um so let's start off with the first question. Can you tell us more about your job as a consultant and any interests within this specialty? Well, as an orthopedic consultant, well generally speaking orthopedics is divided in England at least into two broad categories. The first category is what we call elective orthopedics. and the second category would what we call trauma uh, but that's specifically trauma orthopedics because there are other things such as general surgery trauma and things like that but orthopedic trauma is literally dealing with fractures so my job involves a bit of both of those elements now within orthopedics we have some specialists some specialists so you might for example like myself i'm a specialist in hand and wrist and elbows but there'll be someone who might be specializing in elbows and shoulders or spine or lower limb reconstruction or or complex trauma uh, these are the kind of foot and ankles another one so there's various different subspecialties so my my job is probably 50-50 dealing with broken bones uh, in other words trauma and with uh, elective hand conditions So let's move on to the next question. So um can you tell us more about your journey through medical school and how you picked this specialty? Aha, uh-huh, right. So well the my story start is slightly more complicated because I getting into medical school was already a bit of a journey because before I went to to be a doctor um I was a forester and I did a degree in botany and then went to South America to work in 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 uh, the forests there. for a few years and uh, quite different so then i um came back and uh, after a while i realized i've always kind of wanted to do medicine because it's nice to work with people and it it's a nice as 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 i think it was henry cushing said you know um especially surgery you're dealing with three three elements of a triangle you've got your head your heart and your um hand which is doing in surgery so you know you you're using your head because it's quite an, an intellectual process even though some people think orthopedics is not very intellectual but it, compared to other specialties but actually it's quite a it's quite an intellectual process a lot of engineering involved uh your heart because you want to help people you want to help your patient do what's best for them humanly help them through their suffering etc and your and because it's a it's a specialty which like all surgical specialties requires uh, the use of your hands and craft and like those kind of manual skills as well so it's a really nice i'd say surgery generally is a wonderful mixing of those three elements of our humanity and um orthopedics particularly i enjoyed because i'm quite drawn to design and engineering and i always enjoyed building things 
uh, mechanics and this kind of stuff. So it's kind of that end of orthopedic, uh, that end of the body. I mean, if you, for example, enjoy flow and fluid dynamics, you might go to vascular surgery and things like that, you know, so for me, it just, and I was very inspired by my teachers at medical school. So yeah, I went, so I went to medical school therefore as a mature student. So I knew, I, I kind of knew I wasn't going to hang around like wondering what to do. And the first decision you make as a medical student, really broadly speaking is, am I going to do hospital medicine or am I going to do general practice? And that's the kind of the first big split, as you all know. So for me, I knew I wasn't going to be doing general practice. And I all, and then within the hospital medicine group, broadly speaking, are you going to be interested in surgery or are you going to be interested in medicine? Um, and my experience was, well, I always wanted to do surgery because I like the practical hands-on stuff. So that was pretty easy for me. But it could have been any number of the subspecialties as you go along, but it, it ended up for me being orthopedics because it just, just appealed to me and it made sense. Um, you, could, you get immediate results with orthopedics. You, know? you often get immediate results. So someone comes in with a bent, broken leg, you can fix it and they're getting up and they're getting out. And so they're very successful procedures often um, and they're very satisfying procedures both for you as a surgeon and also for the patient so it's a very pleasing specialty um, like i would say one of the best operations ever in my opinion the two best operations probably that were ever invented or discovered or developed would be well one of them is cataract surgery so if you can imagine you go in you can't see you come out and you can see i mean that's amazing that's obviously not orthopedics. Uh, and then the other one is hip replacement surgery, which is, you know, was pioneered in the kind of 60s and stuff. And it, it's just an amazing procedure where someone who's got severe pain can hardly walk, can, you know, have this procedure done and then they can get back on their feet again and walk around. So those probably, I think in the NHS terms as well, are the, are the most successful procedures of all time, I would argue. Obviously, you've, you've got these more uh, big, Head, 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 um, headline type procedures like heart transplants and this kind of thing, and those do help. But in, ter but in terms of uh, the number of people who have benefited from these procedures, I think cataracts and uh, and hip replacements are, are up there. That sounds very interesting, right. especially your uh, the start when you had done a different degree and then moved on to medicine. Um, yeah, I mean, I would encourage people. I know most people. A lot of people go straight into medicine because maybe their mum and dad told them go into that, you know, that that's the done thing and this kind of thing. Um, and that's great. But I was very lucky because I had the opportunity and the ability to do something different first. And I would recommend that, you know, medicine is like, a, it's a very much a conveyor belt profession. You know, there's a hierarchy, there's, there's levels you get to. It's very clear. It's a bit like the army, I suppose that way. So, don't be afraid, I would say, if, if you've gone straight from school and going through the system, you know, it's good to take a little time out maybe at some point, maybe a gap year or a sabbatical year and do something. I mean, I know you're involved in the international kind of stuff, so maybe do something charitable when you're qualified in the, in the right way, you know, to do something helpful for other people. And I think it would really enrich. I was certainly very enriched by, by coming into medicine as a mature student. I think in the States, actually, all the students who do medicine are mature students. They have to do something else before, but I'm not sure about that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah but I mean, that may just be academic stuff rather than life experience before medicine. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so we, so at George's, we, you know, we have quite a few mature students, and they're often they bring quite a lot to the table, you know, and some of them have not done necessarily sciences or things like that. They may have come come in from finance or from arts, you know, all sorts of angles in. That's true. So yeah. let's move on to the next question. Um, could you tell us more about your interests and view on global surgery and the specialty? Okay, now you need to explain a bit more about your question. So um, what do you mean by that? Uh, so, so talking about your specialty in orthopedics when uh, with hands, wrist and, uh, uh -huh. and then how, um, you know, is this uh, related on a, on a global surgery level? Uh, in in low and middle income countries, especially. Uh, okay, I, I hear you. I hear you right. So, um, just in terms of the subspecialty, personally, I, I find hand and wrist surgery really interesting. The anatomy of the hand is incredible. I mean, if you think about this instrument that we all have, is this going to be a video or is this an audio only? By the way, uh, this is audio only. Okay, so you can't see me gesturing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so. Um, I won't bother doing all these demonstrations with my hands then. But if you think about it, guys, you know, you're, look at your hands and think about the beautiful complexity of that structure, you see. Remember the humunculus that we learnt about in our anat anatomy. You know, a large amount of your brain is dedicated to the hand, a huge amount of your brain. And that's because it does so much for us. It's our tool. It's, it's what almost, you know, we are over and above the animals, you know. It allows us to generate, it allows us to build nuclear power stations, it allows us to have these video things. Everything we do is thanks to the fact we can use our, our hands as tools. I mean, imagine a dolphin may be more intelligent than us, but it can't do anything. It's just got flippers, you know. So, 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 so the hand is the thing that gives us the ability to do what we do and to be what we are as humans. And it's very complex, you know, you've got tendons, you've got, surgically speaking, you know, you, you've got nerves, tendons, arteries, you've got bones and complex fibrous skeleton, giving it this, this, this structural and mechanical um, abilities. And so I really enjoy um, the hand for that reason, it's challenging. And there's hundreds of operations you can do. So it's very, ver there's a lot of variety and a lot of anatomy to work with. Now, um, in my personal opinion, that's that's more interesting for me than say doing the other orthopedic specialties such as hip and knee, which you know we joke about it amongst ourselves. You know, like you know, oh, what have you got on your operating list today? Oh, left, left and right. Okay, that's very interesting. Oh, no, but tomorrow I've got right, right and left. You know, so you know, it, it's a joke because the 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 hip replacement is a sort of the standard operation, but it suits the, the the you know, it depends on your personality. If you like. To do something very well over and over again and get a very repetitive and, and but very sort of perfectionist way of doing things then maybe hip would be good for you or knee because then you do the same thing over and over again to a very high standard whereas hand is more you have to think a bit on your feet and it's quite varied so that's why personally it suited my character but i'm not saying that that, that um, it's for everyone um now i in terms of um global uh, out, you know, uh, developing countries and things like that. I would say that hand surgery is quite, well, relatively an accessible uh, activity. Now, um, the reason I say that is because you don't need very high, you don't need a great deal of high tech, high tech stuff for performing hand surgery. You know, you obviously need your sterility, you need 
potentially you could do a lot of things under local anesthetic without the need for expensive anesthetic equipment and, and setups. And also there isn't a lot of need for expensive implants. So if you were to do a hip replacement, for example, on a patient, that does require an awful lot of uh, background investment. You need to have um, a very sophisticated um, operating design, operating theater design. You, 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 you have to, the implants are extremely expensive, so I don't think it will be available to most people in the world, to be frank. You know, we live in a very, I, as an English person, in, you know, in, in England, um, you know, we, we live in a very, very privileged environment. So for say your, your less well-off parts of the world, which obviously represents the vast majority of the human race, um, things like hip replacements are just not available just not available. Um, but in terms of hand surgery, what would be the kind of thing that people would come in for like broken bones? Um, one of the important things though about hand injuries and hands generally is that it requires a lot of therapy, a lot of physiotherapy, a lot of occupational therapy. So you might have a beautiful operation done with a lovely little um, fixing with some wires or plates or whatever of, of a very twisted finger you get it straight and everything but if you haven't got hand therapy that finger will not move and so a big investment is in the attention to detail of hand therapy and getting the fingers moving to get the function back because of course our goal is to get the function back in the hand uh, but i have no experience um sadly um i, I don't have the opportunity um, but i have no experience with practicing medicine outside of england or the UK, but one day, God willing, I might have the opportunity. You never know. At the moment, I'm very busy with small family, so it's very difficult for me to to well, leave, the, leave the leave the house, let alone leave leave the, leave the country. Well, I like it, uh, the the idea that um, you know, often when we think about global surgery, we don't really think about things like physiotherapy and, and things that you mentioned. Uh, so yeah, it's good to look at the multidisciplinary aspect of it, um, especially mm. for orthopedics. I like that take. I mean, I mean, I, we, we have a society, sorry to interrupt, we have a society of the British Society of Surgery of the Hand, BSSH. And I, and I implore all the listeners, if, if you're interested in this field, to look at the website. Uh, it's a really nice website and there's lots of resources and things there. And essentially the, the BSSH do have, which is really beautiful, uh, an outreach um, team and volunteers, but you know, we're not just surgeons, but we're talking about people volunteering, therapists particularly, to go out to, I think they've been a lot to Sierra Leone and, and to countries like that, where they will do um, work with children with problems with their hands and things like that, and you know, amputations and stuff like that, and help people with their predicaments. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I mean, it's something I'd love to do one day, but it's, as I say, but there are, but there are programs running on that basis. And actually there's a chap called Donald Sammet, who's a very good English, a very famous plastic surgeon here. And he goes to Nepal a lot and does a lot of work with the Nepalese people who's suffering with leprosy. And of course, leprosy is a condition which causes uh, infection of the peripheral nerves, um, Hansen's disease, and, and, and it leads to people not being able to use their hands effectively. Now in places like North India, well, should I say, I think Nepal particularly, there's quite a lot of this stuff going on. And so he, he's shown us some great slides and he's been out there several times on missions to go and help by doing surgery to help the, 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 the paralyzed hands get back into working. That's interesting. <clears throat> I'll make sure to put a link of uh, the website mm. that you've just mentioned. Okay. 
Moving on to the last question, um, can you tell us why medical students should consider a career in surgery and, uh, you know, eventually even global surgery down the lane? Oh, I think you should do whatever. I, I you know, I, yeah, you know, we mustn't lose the enthusiasm we have for our, for our, for, for what we do. And, and I mean, I, I must admit, surgery is not for everyone, you know, and, but if you're a member of this podcast or you're listening to this, I get a feeling you've already got the passion for the field and for the area. I mean, surgery is a magnificent thing. I, I can't go on about it enough. And even though it's, it's a long journey, it's a hard journey. It requires a lot of dedication, long hours. And I mean, this is no news to anyone. But I mean, anything in life, to be honest with you, is going to give you the same requirements, you know, whatever you do, whether you become a professional ping pong player or, or a violinist or a, or a lawyer, you know, you're going to have to hit it hard with the hours and the, and the effort to get the best out of it. You know, we can't do things by halves. But surgery is very much about um, getting your hands in there. So if you're a medical, so my advice to you as medical students, um, and if you like surgery, is, is make yourself available to go to theatre which is where, after all, we, we, we get our passion for what we do. And, and get yourself in there and get scrubbed in and come in at the weekends if you can or, or stay longer, ask questions, try and help, see if you can hold retractors to start off with. You know, this is all so exciting. Um, I remember when I was a medical student, I used to sort of hang around theatres and I would almost get, you know, get very excited when there was theatre time, you know, I had an opportunity. And so go in there and, and, and make friends with the surgeons and don't be afraid to ask questions and definitely be proactive. You know, I mean, I know I was a mature student, but one advice I would give is don't be afraid to get a, make a mistake. Don't be afraid to, to go in there and, and, and sort of get involved, even if you're a medical student. I mean, I remember a couple of occasions when I was a medical student. The first time I went in there, um, there were two stories. The first time I went in I, and um, I was trying to be helpful, you know, I want to get involved. Yeah, this is great. And so um, they were turning, they, they wanted to turn off some light or something or other. So I said, no, I'll, I'll do it, I'll do it. And I went off and I switched off the switch. And of course, the whole anesthetic machine shut down and the alarm started going off. <laughs> so that was, uh, the anesthetist shouted at me, said, what the, what the hell are you doing? You know? So um, anyway, it doesn't matter because he switched it back on, but it was kind of embarrassing, you know, because you're a medical student, after, you know, you're in the middle of this environment and all these important people and there you are and you do this thing. But anyway, it was good fun. Uh, and the other time I actually prevented something happening where the vascular surgeon was, he tied a knot in the vein graft. So he was about to start sewing the vein graft in, uh, and, you know, which is quite a lot of effort and work on his part. And I said to him, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt you, but there's a knot in the thing. And he, and they know, whoa, yeah, you're right. There's a knot. And um, kind of don't be afraid to speak up if you see a knot when they're tying, you know. So sort of get involved. And, and the other thing is try and anticipate the next step in surgery. So you know, try and work out what are they trying to do here, how they do those instruments. You know, if you start learning the name of the instruments, that's really, really good. And it's, you know, things like that I'd recommend you do. Did I answer the question? I seem to ramble on a bit. What, oh, no, you definitely did. Uh, it was just about oh, yeah. why medical students should consider a career in surgery. Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely consider, I mean, what I wouldn't do is, is force yourself to, to enjoy it. You know, do what you enjoy. But if you find yourself enjoying surgery, go for it, definitely. But it's having said that, about half of us, half of the medical students hate it. You know, they really don't like surgery and they try and look for reasons to avoid it. So again, if you've got friends in your group, in your tutorial group, in your cohort, in your year, who are trying to avoid going to theatre, 
you say, hey, listen, J John, Jane, can I can I uh, go instead of you? And you can, you know, we'll do a swap or something. Or, you know, do you mind if I take your slot there? And, and they may say, yeah, please do. Yeah, you know, um, you, know so you get another opportunity. Yeah, that sounds very inspiring. I'm sure our listeners will uh, enjoy this podcast and uh, take your advice <laughs> as well. Personally, I found it very interesting. Thank you. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. yeah, thank you for, uh, you know, talking uh, today. Yeah. My pleasure, my pleasure. And I wish you personally greatest of, um, of luck in, in your career and determination. If, and I look for, and all of you out there who, who I don't, can't see or hear, and I'm sure you're all over the world, um, remember that three things, very important, head, heart, and hand. We're here to help people, but also we can use those wonderful tools, our hands, to then do some fun things and, and, and improve, improve people's lives. So thank you very much, yeah.